you've come here to think about pedagogy and serious <laughs> kind of ideas, you're in the wrong place. You are listening to The Learning Factory. Please identify and prioritize your reasons for listening. All right, welcome to The Learning Factory, episode nine. Uh, this week, we've got something special for you. We've um, donned our tightly fitting rugby shorts, in my case, and uh, some, some, some t-shirts that used to fit a couple of years ago, but after quarantine are feeling a bit snug. And uh, we've got a special guest on. We've got Andy Parby from, uh, from the United Kingdom. He's going to talk to us about uh, the, the challenges, the great things you can do in teaching PHE, physical and health education. Known Andy for for a few years now. He's he's currently the MYP coordinator at Prem Tinsakola in Chiang Mai in Thailand. Um, obviously, he's a PHE teacher as well. Um, he's been there for three years, and before that, he was in at um, in Dhaka in Bangladesh, and before that, he was in Portugal, and before that, he was in Milan. Um, he's been involved in MYP PE for nearly 20 years now so he's very knowledgeable on PhD he's, he's knowledgeable on the whole program and he will make us sound like absolute muppets apologies for having somebody so knowledgeable like he, he seems to he seems to be running the whole shoot match up there uh yeah so yeah but we did tell him if he uses any big words we will cut the interview short yeah so if you hear a bleep or anything like that yeah it's it's me editing out anything longer than two syllables uh, welcome to the Learning Factory, or probably more of the Learning Learning Gymnasium this week, uh, as we as we spread out and we've officially run out of stuff to talk about in design, so we're going to branch out. And, right. Uh, there's a few things I suppose we've kind of prepped in advance that we were going to ask you. We're going to give you a good grilling, uh, but let's I suppose start off by talking about some of the parallels between uh, PE and design when it comes to the MYP, because uh, I suppose for all of us growing up whether it was DT back in the UK and, and PE, you just kind of got on with it. But when then you come to the IB, it's a little bit different. So so what do you think some of the maybe the differences between traditional PE and maybe what we're doing uh, nowadays here? And, and what are the, some of the difficulties with bringing it into the IB maybe? Yeah, um, I think it's, I mean, you just start, I'm going to start off actually by looking at the the comparison with design and PE from what you're saying there and like you say traditionally coming from the UK you know it's like there was always oh you know the kids are going off to PE that's easy you know nobody's worried about that and you know I think the same was about design and oh they're just going to the workshop and you know they're just doing some woodwork or oh yeah they've been doing plastics or metalwork or whatever um, you know and I think so you, you, there's a lot of that kind of less academic as the classic kind of way I think of looking at it that, that I think both of our subjects uh, fall into um, and nobody really got the big idea of what our subjects were about and I think that's where yep. going into MYP that's where us as PE teachers and you guys as design teachers really really started to shine because I you know I think I think back now, it was 2003 when I was introduced to MYP. And when I first was introduced, I was like, wow, I can teach all the stuff that I really wanted to teach that I couldn't teach. All that stuff that was around the subject that kind of 
teaching kids to run, jump, throw and catch would kind of got in the way of, you know, the, the teamwork, the, you know, the, the communication, um, you know, it was almost like, oh, yeah, but, but you just do that anyway, don't you? And, you know, and these were all it was all those soft skills. The underlying yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 That really came to the fore and were brought to the fore for for PE teachers in particular, um, you know, and I, and I think, you know, that that's, I think that's kind of like the, the biggest difference that I felt straight away with, with MYP, you know, so, and that's 2003. Yeah. So, so obviously with the big thing about MYP um, and it's that <clears throat> conceptual approach um, and obviously a lot of teachers when they, they come across from, the illustrious common core or, or other programs like that, they struggle a little bit with this idea of concepts. Um, what's your approach to, to having a conceptual based program in, in a subject like PE? Yeah. Um, so I think it, I mean, as a, as a PE teacher, it's one of those things that sometimes they struggle to really kind of get to. And so I think I've kind of probably delved deeper in it as a coordinator than a PE teacher, but it's that big question of, well, what's the actual big idea? What is it that you really, really want kids to understand while you're teaching this unit or teaching this lesson? You know, what are you, what are you really trying to get to? And, um, and so, and that's, so it was, it's always kind of understanding that to then yeah. I say that dives you into that deeper understanding and gets you into that conceptual understanding rather than just, you know, teaching the kids how to play basketball or volleyball or, or whatever activity yeah. you're using at that time. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, so that, I think that's the biggest thing that you've got to kind of get around before you then yep. can actually go further with it. Cause otherwise all you end up doing is just teaching basketball or volleyball Um you know, or, or football, or rugby, whatever you're actually doing. So, and, and again, that, that goes back to that teaching the big things that are around the actual, uh, the, around the actual sport, around the actual activity, like I was saying before, the teamwork, the communication, uh, you know, and, and thinking about yeah. how do we make this move? How do we change here? How do we change there? Um, you know, and, and I think, yeah, I think that's probably one of the biggest things. The common core guys, I did, I've done one workshop in the US. Um, the Common Core guys, man. We've got a lot of listeners in the US, Andy, so watch what you say. Yeah, yeah no, they at do. At least two or three. Two or three. Okay, we're doing well. <laughs> I'll start out there. It's, <laughs> it's uh, no, but they, they just really, really struggle to break away from, but I teach basketball and, and or I teach this sport and this activity. I teach track. And, I teach track. Yeah. track. Yeah, and this right. kid will get an eight when he runs a, a mile under four minutes. That's right. You got it. Yeah. So how? Yeah. How do we? How do you assess the mile? Uh, so is it yeah. like? Is it like if you get a teacher that thinks they're just a track teacher, is it the same problem or the same difficulty as trying to get a student to understand that you're not just learning volleyball here? You're learning whatever it is you're learning yeah. concept-wise. Is that the Absolutely. same struggle you reckon? I think it is, David. Yeah, it's uh, it's that's dead on. It's it's exactly that. It's um, you know, it's a little bit like with the kids, isn't it? When they're like, oh, 
is this the summative or is this the formative? Um, <laughs> you know, it's the same idea, isn't it? Where, yeah, they, they're like, oh, it's just PE. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Is this the formative? You know, oh, I don't care. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's right. So, and yeah, the, I mean, it, that whole, you know, oh, this is a dance unit or this is a volleyball unit. Oh, I'm just learning. I'm not very good at that activity. And so I'm, I'm not interested and all those types of things. So <laughs> I'm just going to sit this one out. Yeah. <laughs> you are but you i think you guys are the same to be fair it's the same with design you know <clears throat> how many times do you see you know design guys you got the the it you know the the guy who just loves his his programming or um loves the computer science and just wants to go that way or the guy who is just into his shop stuff and and loses sight of the design cycle and loses sight of actually what are we doing here you know i think you've got similar kind of things going on there do you get a few people like that are coming over from from say a different system and they're like i'm not teaching dance dance that's for the drama teacher i'm not doing that uh yeah yeah i think we do yeah i mean there's i think there's more and more pe teachers that are open to it now but um but yeah there's been a fair bit of that and you know it's hard but yeah. so one of the one of the um I guess challenges that that we have in design is that for for a long time design went the other way where it was it just became it was it was almost another writing subject it almost had more writing than bloody English language A had in it yeah so a lot of like I know a, a big focus of of mine and Dave is to to get the fun back into design like still staying true to the design cycle but getting as much practical in there as well so for in pe because i know and this is like you're one of the rare so where it's even suggested the the amount of sort of practical and, and theory that should be in the program what do you think your the ideal balance would be for a you know a top-notch myp phe program split between a bit of classroom work and practical yeah physical whatever you want to call it it is it is a balance isn't it it's um for a while you would see just kids sat in the gym writing <laughs> you know and it's like oh hang on a minute you know they should be really moving around in the gym or you know it's it's not really what you want them to do i think that there there is a place for some classroom kind of work um you know i was a big gcse fan uh, the GCSE PE course, I did A-level PE, um, you know, in the UK, and I really, really enjoyed teaching those courses. So I think, you know, there, there was that aspect to it, but you can go too far. And I think that often PE teachers, when they're first new to MYP, and I'm thinking back way, 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 way back, there was so much of, okay, let's get the kids writing. They'll, they'll record this and they'll reflect on this and uh, they'll, they'll, you know, I don't know, there was just, you know, they'll plan this and they'll plan that and then they'll reflect every lesson. And, and you know, for me, I, I still think that they'd gone wrong and they'd gone too far. Uh, they'd gone yep. too far the, the other way. And, you know, I think that having, like you said, in the guide where they say, okay, you've got to have this amount of time should be spent practically, I think was brilliant, um, you know, because it, it kind of prevented that, sit down and, and write kind of approach yeah um, 
you know, I say I'm, I'm not a, not against it at all. You know, there there are times when when you do want kids to to be reflective. There's some great opportunities with observing. You know, if you can observe somebody and identify what they're doing wrong and and kind of point that out to somebody else, you should be able to do that for yourself as well. Uh, you know, and I think yeah. that's a great skill to have. Um, you know, so you know there there's part and parcel to all of it but yeah i think if you're looking three quarters maybe which is probably what it is anyway so i think that's probably there i think they've probably got the balance about right at the moment would you say that's the difference if if you were to remove that is that that's when phe then just becomes say sport i remember as a as a kid at school you know like the last friday afternoon 2.30 till 3.30, you go out and play sport. There was right. You didn't have to fucking think about anything. You just went out and kicked the shit out of a ball. You played like, yeah. you know, kickball well, or whatever. Games lesson, yeah. Yeah. Well, interestingly, we have the current grade 10, uh, grade 10 kids, uh, myself and my, my colleague, who we're both teaching grade 10, we've actually put a unit together where we just got them to participate. Um, yeah. You know, we were, it was literally, right, let's just look at what is it that's that these kids really need and and but then of course so i go back to kind of what we were talking about before and look for that deeper understanding what is it that we actually wanted them to do we wanted them to understand how they could easily get together with their friends they could easily get the equipment out put the equipment up get playing a game of whatever they were playing and then work on just those skills of just being together and playing recreationally, you know, because yeah. ultimately the, what the majority of people tend to end up doing is playing recreational sport, you know? Yeah. So when you think about that, you, if we can actually teach those kids that how easy it is to do that when they're in grade 10, then they can actually realize, Oh, right. Okay. So we're going to the diploma. We've got no, uh, kind of demands on us to actually do any sport. Um, you know, they, they might get involved in teams or whatever, but, you know, if they, they then are together at the weekend and right now I'm in a, a day and boarding school, if you've got kids who yeah. know how to go and set stuff up, they know how to get together, they can do pickup teams and away they go, then they're good to go. Then they're, they're good to go for life. You know, so we kind of had myself yeah. and myself and a colleague, we had a good chat about it because we just watched these kids and we were like, because they, they really worked well together. But then it was like, but we need them to actually do something about it. So we did get them to do a reflection at the end of it. You know, so we really, so yeah. we, we just leaned on the reflection side. But at the end, as an end of unit, you know, do the reflection. So that one was probably like 95% actual practical time, which... You know, it was, was great. So, um, so just you could you could turn that into an IDU, Andy, like with English, you know, because most recreational sports I've seen usually end up in an argument. So <laughs> that's when they could bring in an argument. Debating powers argument. Approach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a great idea. <laughs> the uh, the first thing I thought about when you when you started going on about that, the first thing I thought about there was inclusion. Was that right. was that sort of a happy accident or was that the intention for that unit? Uh, I'd say it would be a happy accident, um, you know, because what we would do, I mean, we, I'm trying to think some of the activities we used. Um, we, so we use things like ultimate Frisbee. Sorry yeah. for the American listeners. I probably just have to call it ultimate. They get upset, particularly the people who play it. Uh, if you, if you mention the word <laughs> Frisbee, 
It's a trademark. You get sued. Yeah, well, we're not. We're, uh, in Australia, we're used to ultimate lawn bowls, so you know, you might need to put the frisbee on the end there. Oh no, but that might be nice. That maybe a bit of recreational lawn bowls. That that uh, could be good. Um, <laughs> we've got a very nice cricket pitch actually at Prem. Um, <laughs> yeah, so throwing very heavy balls around it won't be so nice. Well, we could that. do, yeah, be nice. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, so you know, we, we use things like ultimate and just just teach the kids how to play. Let's say pick up teams and, you know, yeah, I mean, everybody got involved and you, you know, you see the bonus of some of, you know, these kind of sports, you know, we play a little bit of softball, you know, so you definitely got kind of, you know, mixed sports happening there you know, there was no kind of focus on, you know, one sport or another male dominated sports or the, the guys dominating things like that. So then you had other kids who wanted to maybe play badminton. So yeah, one day we, with half the kids, we set up four badminton courts in the gym and away they go. And you've got a couple of kids who say, oh, can we play table tennis? Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, you know, because I say the, the focus was just on about them getting involved and doing. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, it was it was nice. It, I mean, it probably needs to still still quite a bit of work mm-hmm. on it, but, um, you know, don't don't all of our units probably. So we just we had a bit of a talk about that the other week, Dave and I, about that whole thing about just letting sort of kids have a go. We, you know, we were talking about the how how far do you let them go? That that fine line between safety and inquiry. Um, obviously, kids picking up a baseball bat and 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 hitting a ball around a field is a bit safer than kids jumping on a bandsaw or something. So yeah, depends what they're doing with the baseball bat. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, maybe, well, I know even in my first school, we, you know, we, we did have the old softballs and then the softball bats. So it was, uh, it was entertaining that school, but um, international schools don't tend to have such a big, big problems with kids picking up baseball bats. Do you? They... Dave, Dave's worked in London. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I worked in Kent, Dave. Um, so. Oh, that's nice. Nice. I was in Essex. So that's a whole different kettle of fish there. For me, as a, I'm, I've never taught PE. I've done a bit of coaching in schools, but uh, I never actually had to teach PE. But it sounds like that sounds like an absolute nightmare. Just going in and going, do whatever you want, have fun. Um, if I was a new teacher, and I, you said to me, oh, we've got this unit right where we let the kids get into yeah. participation and stuff like that. That that must scare the living shit out of them. But how do you get these sort of conceptual things across to a new teacher? Like if I'm a new teacher coming in and I'm saying, okay, cool, I've taught PE uh, for a hot minute in, in teaching practice or whatever. Um, and, and you want me to teach this very conceptualized, very loose version of PE compared to what I would have maybe experienced growing up. What do you, what's your, what's your little top tips or your words of advice for me as a new teacher? As a, as a new PE teacher, I I think the thing is, it's not just let go, you know, say if you're, you know, you can't, you still keep control. You still have, uh, kind of handle on, you know, okay, so these are the activities that we're going to use today, um, you know, and, and you've still got to teach the kids. You've still got to teach them how to to throw a Frisbee. You've still got to teach them how to throw a ball, how to catch a ball. So, you know, that I mean, that, that grade 10 unit, you know, when you're talking about grade 10s, hopefully you've got them to a point where, they've developed so many of the skills that you really want them 
to have developed. And then that's when you kind of letting them go. You know, if it's lower down the school, you still got to teach you, you, you know, like, like you guys, like you say, the bandsaw, you've got to teach them how to use a bandsaw. You know, I went into the design room the other day and our design teacher was there with the electric sander, you know, and he's, he's there and he's giving them the instruction and he's going through the safety and telling them exactly what to do, you know, and, and, and he's like, so if you all understood that and he's like, okay, go on then away you go. And then straight away, there's one guy in there. And he's, <laughs> so you've got the block that it goes up to and he's kind of, he's, he's here somewhere and he's kind of fighting this sander and, and, you know, so my body's like, okay, stop, just stop, stop. Do you remember? Put it up against the block. And I, you know, I think that's the similarity again, because you, you've still got to teach the kids all these skills. It's, it's not, it's not as free as maybe we think it is. Um, and I think that's often one of the big problems. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I've seen new guys coming into MYP and they, they do, they just think it's a lace fair approach. And, and that's when it does start to go wrong. Um, you know, cause the kids don't realize if they've not, if it's not structured well enough, they don't know how to do this. They don't know how to do that. You know, it's, um, so as I say, you've, you've still got to teach them. You still got to teach them the basics, you know? So you got those base level skills, the general layout of a lesson, and and it's what you do in between that is the difference. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean you've, because you, I mean, but there's and there's so many other skills, aren't there? You've got, you know, the like I say, the the communication skills. So you've even got things like how do you give kid, how do kids give feedback to each other in a, in a PE class? Um, Good shit, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's um give a fucking you know. better pass than that, mate. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, these, these are the things. And it's like, well, hang on a minute there. You know, it's like is that really going to encourage him? And you know, so again, you you've got to structure things so that you give the kids the opportunity to 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 learn how to do that. So you, you know, you and again it goes back to that what is it you really want the kids to understand from this class? So like when you're thinking of that as an example, I've often used gymnastics. Um, it's a great one for analyzing performance and giving and receiving feedback. Um, you know, and so the kids are always, and they're looking and they're observing each other. Um, and they're, you'll be, oh yeah. So, you know, do you realize your forward roll, you, your legs are going separately rather than together, um, you know, or yeah, I think you could put, get some more body tension in there or, you know, they, they learn to give that feedback in a, in a constructive way. And so yeah. if you can build that as you move through the school, and through the program, kids have developed those skills. And then, like I say, when you get into grade 10 or so, you, you can just almost leave them to it. Um, That's how, do, how do you find the, like the challenge of, given that, you know, in, in a lot of schools, PE is a bit like design. It's one of the plus ones, you know, the, the ugly yeah. stepsisters. How do you find the, the challenge with time to, to make sure you're getting through that the skills and the safety element of it, but still giving yourself enough time to make sure that you're covering and, and getting through the strands that you need to. Well, I've got to be honest. I've been lucky. I think that even way back, way back when I was in Milan, we had a decent amount of time. I think that I kind of got my head around it quick enough that you don't have to do everything all of the time. Okay. You say, right, we're going to focus on this skill and we're going to focus on, this through this activity we're going to focus on this understanding 
Um, and so therefore, obviously, you're picking up the objectives, which are the objectives that you're actually really focused upon for that particular unit. You know, I think maybe I was quite lucky. I had a great NYP coordinator when I was first introduced to it. And so... Thanks. I introduced Andy to NYP. Well, that's a lie. <laughs> Way back when. <laughs> back in 2003 in Milan, I in remember Milan, that. yeah. You were still in nappies. <laughs> it's... Uh, no, but I think I think that's the key to it, you know, and it's like knowing really what it is you're aiming at and, and picking up the objectives. And I think that that's probably one of the kind of going back to talking to the new teachers, really, you know, you're thinking about saying, look, this is what we're actually aiming at. These are the objectives. This is what we want the kids to actually understand, um, you know, and, and so I say in time, so I say time wise, as a PE teacher, I think I've been quite lucky. Um, yeah. When I when I arrived here um, in my school here, Prem um, Design, didn't have very much time at all, and they separated out that time even more. They they were doing digital design half the time, and they were doing product design half the time. Uh, so I kind of worked <laughs> on both of those things. So they have a bit more time now, quite a lot more time com in comparison, and they look at it as design rather than the separate parts. And then they've actually said, right, okay, this unit has more of a digital focus. This unit is more of a product focus. So yeah. So yeah. Um, you sound like you're very knowledgeable. You, you sound like you, you shouldn't be on this podcast. I must say. Um, uh, so um, <laughs> it hasn't, it surely hasn't all been brilliant. Like it's surely, there's surely been some times where it's, it's gone all tits up or whatever you want to say, or it's all, as we said previously, it's all gone to custard. Yeah. I'd I'd never heard that one before. I was only listening to your uh, Bloody your program. I was thinking about. It. I was I was trying to have a. I was having a good think about when things have gone wrong. And I like. I mean, Dave, you you took yours all the way back to the UK about your guy with the uh, slipped with the saw. <laughs> it's yeah, uh, <laughs> and then bless him, came back to clean up. Um, <laughs> oh, he was as good um, as gold. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I tried it. I try to think about some some horrendous kind of. Uh, kind of moments and there was one it was it was more it was during a rugby game i'm trying to think this this one's a good one you like this one and then i'm going to look for some myp ones but the there was a guy and i know his name and, and i just remember this so clearly i don't want don't, to call him by his, his name, name. <laughs> no i don't know we need we need a name we need to give it we'll give uh, him a name let's, let's call, let's call him harry uh, oh, tom tom harry tom harry okay th <laughs> all right that'll do so this guy was probably first year. Yeah, he would have been first year in senior school. And we'd gone into rugby season. Fancied himself as a bit of a fast runner. Right. And so when we were playing, you know, of course, I've been trying to coach them and teach these kids, run straight, get the ball, run straight. Don't worry about being tackled. You're going to get tackled. You're going to get hit. You're going to get hurt. You know, just go with it. It was this, this game. So the way we used to run it was we would be on the pitch coaching so we'd have a referee and then you'd have like the, the, the P teachers would actually be on the pit. You're trying to coach them standing behind the line. And so, so Tom Harry gets the ball and I say he's, he'd fancied himself as a bit of a runner and he liked to try and run past everyone. And he, compared to most of the other kids in the, in the, in the year level, he was, he was quicker. So when we were in at our own school, you'd just be able to run past other people. We were probably two thirds of the way up the pitch. Tom Harry gets the ball. And we'll just call him Tom. It's easier. And 
He gets the ball. He decides to run around the back, thinking he's going to run past everybody and run around and loop around. And he kind of, when he got to the point to the sideline, he suddenly realised there was nowhere for him to run. So he turns back, doubles kind of back on himself, and he's now running backwards across the pitch back the other way, but about 10 metres further back the pitch. And he's now got these guys tracking him. And he gets to the other sideline and... He does the same thing. He realizes he's not got around the line. And so he, he turns around again and, and he basically just zigzagged back across the pitch. So from about two thirds of the way into their half, he then runs until he finds himself literally cornered on his own try line <laughs> and the sideline. And this other kid, this kid had tracked him all the way. It was, it honestly was like an Exocet missile. It just kind of locked in on him, you know, and you could almost, I'm trying to go, no, run straight, run straight, run straight. And, and he basically got to the point where this kid had just locked him in and it was like, yeah, target missile locked. As the guy went down to, to tackle Tom, Tom just threw the ball and hit this kid's head. <laughs> like square <laughs> and this kid kind of was like oh like this kind of i didn't know what to do because all the parents everyone who's watching is just dying with laughing on the sidelines and tom was like what what did i do and i'm like you gotta run straight gotta run straight and that's one of my favorite memories um <laughs> and i think that did you call him for the forward pass uh, I can't remember what he got called for, to be honest. There was a list. Like, there was a I list of people who called him for it. <laughs> Scrum down, five, back five. Just get but, up. Uh, yeah. But then uh, some, other, some of the other, uh, MYP, when times have gone wrong, um, you know when it's gone wrong. It's like, it's always when someone's come to do the appraisal, oh, you know, time. and you think, I'm going to show them a good lesson. I'm going to do something. And, you know, like an idiot, you try something new. And it just doesn't work. <laughs> and the kids are looking at you going, why can't we do what we always do, you know? And you're like, no, no, we've got to do it like this. We've got to do it like this. And, you know, it's kind of that. Or you, you bring the, the principal in to, to watch some, some kids doing dance and then they just fall around. And, yeah, they're, they're, they're horrific times. Other times when it's gone wrong, there was, there was a, a guy. I'm trying to – right, how, how, what should I call – right, this, we'll call this guy Harry. It was <laughs> – E-assessment time and Harry had decided to use gymnastics and he just, he didn't do anything and he just larked around, sat around with his mate and it comes to his video for Criterion C. And so, and he he wasn't a bad gymnast, you know, he was a a good kid, you know, he was good in terms of good abilities and, you know, strong. So something like gymnastics wasn't a real major problem. He could jump over boxes and, you know, kind of, get everything nice and straight and good body tension and those types of things. Because obviously with the e-assessment, he's got to demonstrate where he came from to where he's actually arrived at. And so he's suddenly realized, and he's not got his where he came from video. So what we, so Harry is now, he's like, ah, oh, okay. So he's dressed in exactly the same stuff as he was, which wasn't his PE kit in his video. <laughs> Exactly the same lighting, supposed to be a completely different time. <laughs> and he just starts launching himself around the gym and into equipment and, you know, kind of <laughs> goes to jump over the box and crashes into it and all deliberately. But, you know, and it's just like, oh, I've got to send this off to the IB. They're going to love this, you know. So you get, you know, these are the things that, that have kind of gone wrong. But it's, uh, 
my name's Harry and welcome to Jackass. And then he just launches himself. They would, they would have horse. said that he, uh, yeah. They would have said, geez, Harry's come a long way. He's, he yeah. still hasn't been able to buy himself any clothes, but he's come a long way. <laughs> Isn't this school great? They're giving boys who can, on, can only afford one set of clothes a chance. A bit like our design our design kids, the Egypts, when they forget to keep evidence of, of their technical skills that they do, and then they go and charade them at the end and like they're pretending to hold a drill or they've got the drill and it's just sitting on top of a bit of wood it's like right i'm i'm here i am drilling you know like that classic the thinking the the girl holding the soldering iron by the hot part have you seen yeah. that meme yeah. you know? <laughs> or, or you, you end up uh, you end up looking at somebody's assessment and you're like is that my wedding ring in their oh. picture <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why she's put that in. Uh, yeah, she, <laughs> hands look so like mine. Yeah, <laughs> right. What else have we got on the list here? If you could change one aspect oh. of the um, PE guide, what do you reckon you'd change? And why would it be a reflection? <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh wow. I don't know. Actually, I've I've put Andy on the spot with this one. This was one of the questions we didn't we didn't give him. This is your standard interview question, actually, isn't it? No, but it's a great question. It is a standard question. It's um. I got it. I think they've got it pretty well balanced at the moment. The PE guide. It's, um, you know, it's pretty good. I, I think it would be nice to have a little bit more on performance. You know, there is very, very much. Um, you know, the criterion A is a non-performance. B is planning. D is reflecting. You know, C is the only performance. But then, how do you create another performance aspect? Um, you know, it would be nice to have a little bit more where you could show your knowledge in a performance situation. Yep. You know, so I think that might be, might be the kind of like one of the things that I would like to see changed, but yeah, I think it's pretty well balanced. It's, it's a question I've often asked when like interviewing design teachers and as well, which strand would you get rid of? Like for me, it's, it's D4 in design, like the impact that the product has on yeah. like for kids to think about the impact a product has on the friggin' audience when yeah. half of them haven't even actually finished the product yeah. properly. It's sort of irrelevant. Is there a particular strand that you think, you know, I can see why it's there, but it'd just be a hell of a lot easier if it wasn't. Uh, again, it's in D. You know, it's, uh, I think, you know, the, the, those reflection ones, I mean, really, I mean, one of them really kind of, you would it just better suited in B, it was in B and D, and they moved it into D as the reflection part. So it kind of, when you're actually completing that, you really end, you really end up, once you've done some kind of planning and preparation, you then end up asking the kids or to do another criteria sometimes. So, you know, I was saying before about splitting that and really just focusing upon a particular criteria, you're almost forced into doing B and D. So, they've done that with the yeah. personal project. They've gotten rid of one of the sections, haven't they? And they've got <coughs> three sections now. So maybe they're yeah. listening to us. Maybe somebody in Cardiff is tuned into the learning factory and it's like, oh yeah, there you go now. Maybe, maybe. And also with the IDU that's guide, that's gone to three as well. Yeah. And, and if they, if someone in Cardiff is listening to us, it's yeah. by pure fucking accident and they thought it was some other podcast. <laughs> We're probably not going to be <laughs> IBEN for much longer either. Uh, <laughs> screws my application. Fuck it. Uh, yeah, we'll just keep these guys out of the way. <laughs> um, I've actually got a, a real serious question that I've just thought up. So I'm going to put you on the, I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, again. sorry. Um, <laughs> One of the things we, we struggled with was when you have a project in design or any subject really, and it's a group project, you've got, you know, the classic dynamic, you've got yeah. the kid who does everything and you've got the, the kid who does nothing, yeah. but somehow manages to ace it as well. And then you've got everybody else who just does fuck off. It, it's inherent in PE that you've got 
collaboration, team sport. Uh, how do you how do you give individual grades for a team effort? How do you do that? It's really really hard. Yeah, no, it's really hard. The, you know, I mean, you you try to avoid it. I think we we do try to avoid it as much as possible. But I've tried saying to kids, you're all responsible for the success of the team. So and literally just highlight those situations to the kids say look these are the you know and you know who you are um you know are you are you happy to be the guy who's just going to sit there and do nothing and take a good grade based off of what everybody else has done or are you you know do you want to be you know the person who does everything you know or, or can you realize that by doing everything everybody else is sitting down and doing nothing and you know i've tried having those conversations you know i've tried even the conversations where you know you kind of say right well so we want some documentation and you've all got to say who's responsible for which part, you know, that that's been, a, that was a classic with things like dance performances, you know, group, group dances, you know, you want the journal, who's responsible for this part and who's responsible for that part. And, you know, and you get the, the, the student who's a good dancer or got good ideas, does everything. And, and you, you like call them out and say, well, who's, who's done this? Oh, this was, you know, this was Fred and, and, and that was, you know, Jemima and, and it's like, well, it's all your yeah. work. <laughs> it's all the same, you know, who's, and it's, uh, it's just a, it's a really, really tough one. It's, I think it's always going to be one of those. It's almost going to be impossible to crack, yeah. you know? So the result is, I think what a lot of people end up doing is just doing lots and lots of individual stuff in those situations. And then it kind of goes against, the fact that you're trying to do something as a group, doesn't it? But good to know. Another MYP question for you, and you can put your your coordinators head on for this one as well. All right. So obviously, uh, semester one, you're going through. You you've done a ACD criteria for that semester, um, and you're focused on maybe some sports that kids really particularly enjoy and and do well at. Next semester, you, you're covering those ones again, but it's sports that they have zero interest in and, and, and zero care about, really. So their their effort and their participation really goes down. How do you go with your best fit? Grades, yeah. yeah. You know, it. that's one of those things where I've got, for a long, long time, I've always kind of said to kids that there's lots and lots of expectations. I only have two rules. Rule number one is you always got to give 100% no matter what the activity and rule number two is you got to enjoy yourself you know because you kind of you know particularly when you're new into a school and you're kind of introducing you know what you're going to be doing um you know kind of you kind of what what rules do you think there might be in PE and you go oh we need to always bring our PE kit we need to do this we need to do that so no they're just expectations that's normal expectations mm -hmm. of you know being in a school um and being part of a team or whatever um, so I say, so the, the kind of like the rules of you've always got to participate no matter what, that is how I kind of try and keep kids motivated. The other one is that, you know, you kind of, it's put it to the kids that, okay, you might not like playing volleyball. You might not like playing basketball, but they're team sports. You're going to be learning all these other skills and developing skills and, you've got, you know, your bodies really want to do well in those sports. You might like badminton. 
you might like tennis, table tennis, whatever, but you still need somebody on the other side of the net hitting the ball or the shuttlecock back at you. So you need them to work just as hard for you as you've got to work for them, um, you know, in activities that you don't necessarily enjoy. Um, so kind of that's how I always kind of approach it with the kids to try to make sure that you get that level. Then, of course, yes, you do end up with situations of when you've got this massive disparity, um, you know, and, and you know, it, it's it's a real tough one. You know, it, it's, you know, what I mean, which way do you look at it as a coordinator? You could say, well, the trend is down. So you might be yeah. looking at awarding the lower grade. I mean, that's sometimes good motivation as well, you know, for the kid. But yeah. Or then you get the people that will say, well, they've already demonstrated that they can achieve that level. Yeah. But well, then, and then you just, well, consistently performing at, and that's why I'd always, I always suggest that you try and get three judgments anyway against each criteria. I think it's um, over the year, as long as you've got a good amount of time to get three judgments yeah. against each criteria, you can normally negate that kind of situation and, you know, and, and put it on the kids and, I think that's that's kind of the best way, and I think ultimately it's about the learning and getting them to learn and realise that sometimes we've got to do stuff that we don't necessarily want to do. And I think that that difference is probably exacerbated in PE where you have such differences in sport. Yeah. Like in in design, like once they're specialising in nine and ten and they're just doing materials, they've chosen materials. They mightn't do something so well. They might ease off the gas one semester, but it, it's not as hard. And I always you know, make a point of saying to the kids, as soon as you walk through that door into this room, anything, everything you do is, is going towards that, that final right. grade. Yeah. Making those observations and, and giving them lots of opportunity. Okay. So today, what we're, this activity that we're doing today, this is looking at A2, it's looking at C2, it's looking at D1 yeah. so that they've, they can say, okay, cool. So I'm doing that. And, and it sort of gives them that fallback. Right. So if they do, it all goes to custard in a in a summative task. You've still got that evidence that you can you can look back. That's at. right. Yeah, and I, I think I say it, it's all you've got to take it all down to the learning as well, haven't you? You've got to teach the kids. It's um, the learning that they're responsible for. You know, we're educational establishments, and middle years program is less high stakes in terms of grades and entries to universities and things like that. And so it's a real opportunity to get kids to learn. You know, and, and, and just have that as the focus. That's what your focus is. Your point of being here is to actually learn. And if you learn the hard way and you, you bomb something because you, like you say, you took the foot off your gas or you just didn't care, get involved, then, yeah, I think that's, you know, it's a safe place in effect to learn, isn't it? And just then turn yeah. it around and make it about that. Make it, you know, and say to the kid, yeah, you've bombed that. You've done really, really badly. This is your final final grade. So what are you going to do about it next year? Oh, you know, probably end up working a little bit harder next time. Yeah. I, I like that idea of just like, um, instead of making it all about the last grade, just going right back to the start of when they walk in the door or when you set up the unit or when you set up the activity, you go, actually, everything you're doing here, that's what it's all about. So your judgment comes, judgment doesn't come down yeah. to that real sharp end of the Chap into the stick, it's, it's coming all the way from the base. You got this grade for this particular task, but over the whole scheme of things, this is where you are at. overall. But how can I give the kid, how can I deduct points when he's handed it in late? Yes. Oh, yeah. Had one, had one of those today. Come back to DP with that attitude. <laughs> 
<laughs> do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Do not do not collect two hundred pounds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, we had an interesting. We had a game of uh, Monopoly with the kids. They destroyed me. I got even got Park Lane and Mayfair. They still destroyed me. Yeah, but you're a you're a PE teacher. You're not an econ teacher. Well, the rest of them were buying stuff. He was just doing laps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I kept letting up in jail. Doubles. Actually, doubles. <laughs> and you got anything else you want to say that we haven't touched on? I don't know. Um, That's an hour's worth of talking, which for us usually means about twenty five seconds of quality content. So you've actually inspired me. I'm uh, and I've got a body. We're actually going to start a similar podcast similar kind of style to you guys, you know, nothing too serious and just let's chat about PHE. And yeah, I think we're going to look at try and pulling in different people as well. And, you know, so maybe what we'll do is we'll reciprocate and we'll get you two. That's good. Well, Andy, thanks for, uh, for, for braving the storm there in Chiang Mai and coming on and joining us on the learning factory. It's yeah. been, it's been good. No, I held off. No, thanks. No, it's a pleasure. It's uh, yeah. Really enjoyed it. And, yeah, maybe further down the line, I say we'll get get together and have some more Definitely. chat. <laughs> no, it's great. Thanks a lot, guys. Really, really, really appreciate. Really enjoyed it. Uh, good chat there with Andy. Yep. He's a good lad. Uh, seems to know a lot more than we know about anything. Uh, he's probably forgotten more about PE than we know about design. Yeah, I thought it was interesting when he was talking about a lot of the, um, you know, the the approaches that he has and some of the the challenges that he has during. Or with PE, a lot of them very similar to to things that we've talked about in in previous episodes yeah. with design. You know, just all that about getting skills in there and how much do you just sort of let kids explore and before you you get in there. But but the importance of skills. Yeah, I thought it was good as well. He was talking about that idea of buy in from students as well as teachers as well, but mainly from students and how. You can get buy-in just by building a good culture at the start of your start of your year, start of your unit, um, and it goes back to what we were saying last week about, uh, or not last week, the week before about uh, it, you can make something boring or you can make something exciting, and and it's entirely up to your attitude going forward. So if your attitude in PE or design is to get everyone involved and get everyone included, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna benefit you in the long run, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And just that you know that experience that he then brings where he's he's taught in a range of settings he's taught in a variety of programs as well and and just to always be in that sort of lucky position where he's never been too tight for time PE's sort of always been respected at at the schools he's worked at where he's he's had a bit more time yeah great position to be in really uh we can't always say we've had that in design or or in any subject really but or any non-core subject, but it's a, it's a good position to be in. Uh, I like the fact he was talking about um, that idea of of getting away from the, or, or sort of more considering the attitudes of, say, teachers who, who saw themselves as specialists and, and getting more into that generalist idea of you're, you're a PE teacher first, your specialism might be track. Uh, and same for both of us, maybe our, our specialisms are product design materials based, but we're design teachers first. We're teaching the concepts. We're teaching those things as our main focus rather than just doing what we want to do. Yeah, and that's definitely the case. You know, you see that in design all the time, don't you? Is that, you know, people, oh, I don't I don't want to teach food. I, I only teach uh, materials. It's like just, fuck, do you know how to cook eggs? Yes. So you can, 
go and have a go. Learn. Yeah, yeah. Stay one chapter ahead of the kids. No, I think that that's that's gone quite well. I think uh, we 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 may even branch out into other subjects uh, at a later date and see see if we can search through our phone books and see if we've got any of our friends. Um, if you are a listener and you are a design teacher that uh, teaches other subjects as well, information on that. Yeah, yeah. Give send us a, show, a message. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. The, uh, mm. Just a just a quick shameless self promotion. We've got because <laughs> because yeah we need we need more followers. Uh, we, we've got it. We've got a Twitter. If you want to ask us some questions, give us some suggestions. It's at tlf underscore tweet. Uh, capital T for tweet. Uh, we were going to go with uh, the blue bird, but I think that was taken. And then uh, if you want to, if you're if you're if we're one of these young people. And you're on Instagram. Uh, we're at the Learning Factory Podcast, and you can follow us there for all the nonsense that we spew live and unfiltered. Uh, and, and please give us some suggestions so that we can uh, keep making some interesting content for you guys. All right. Uh, next week, we've got uh, some more design-related stuff, but uh, I'll leave I'll leave the details of that until you tune in uh, in the next podcast. Uh, it'll be episode ten. Is that right? Ten. Oof. Double figures. I know, yeah. Oh, might have to have a celebration of that one. Might have to have a beer. <laughs> like we oh. already. <laughs> All right. We'll uh, catch everyone on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, see you next week. Yes. Happy days. You have been listening to The Learning Factory. Thank you for your attention. End of recording.